0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: And we are live. Once again, it is the B- 68 Best Best podcast and Best Bets live stream here on a Monday morning. Uh, hopefully, you guys don't have a Super Bowl hangover right now. Um, Jeffrey,
2: how are you doing, sir? I don't know. I'm torn. I mean, like, yesterday was weird. I mean, obviously, you had the Super Bowl and everything that came with it, and then get the news right before the Super Bowl. Like, literally, a half an hour before, somebody told me that um, Lou Hill – you know, longtime assistant, uh, coach with Long Kruger, has been the head coach at UTRGV for the last five years, uh, died yesterday morning. And I was just, you know, in shock, in shock right away. Um, but it was true. It was true. He died. He had COVID a few weeks ago, and um coached two nights ago, coached two nights ago, picked up a technical. You know, I talked to somebody close to him, talked to a couple people close to him to confirm it, obviously. And they said he'd lost about 30 or 40 pounds last, you know, recently. Uh, also had some other medical issues and, and got home late and uh, and just never woke up. And uh, so then, you know, I, I get through the Super Bowl. I'm recording a podcast with Robbie Hummel and Chris Holtman. And I look at my phone afterwards and our, our text chat. With Borzello and and uh, Paris and Norlander, I see the news that Pedro Gomez died, and uh, Pedro become like a really good friend, like like because he was actually up here in Newburyport a couple years ago. His son Rio um, pitched in the Red Sox org- organization, so he was up here in Lowell, Mass, which is like twenty minutes, half an hour from us. So he came up to Newburyport. I had just uh, torn up my my knee. I remember it well because he was up here and he's like, Hey, I know you, you just tore up your knee. You can't, you know, come out, whatever. I said, no, no, no I'll come out. I'll meet you. So I like hobbled out with my crutches, met him. And um, just a really, really good guy and like helped me when I got to ESPN, you know, an elite level reporter, like so good at his job. And, uh, and and part of the reason I have really established a good friendship with him was because of Frank Martin. They grew up together uh, in Miami, super close. And he would always, I would call him for for dirt on Frank before I was going to do anything on Frank, and uh, and and I remember he'd always say he'd always call him Francisco Martin. It's always how he would refer to him. So whenever I talk to Frank now, I always refer to Frank as Francisco Martin. Um, and uh, and Pedro he texted me Wednesday. He texted me about college hoops Wednesday. We were going back and forth because uh, he lives in Arizona. His son Rio went to Arizona. But he was with, I guess, his son was with a bunch of ASU uh, buddies. So he was asking me Remy Martin questions. Um, and he would call me every time he would have to do – he did NBA draft stuff a couple years ago for the Phoenix Suns. He would call me before uh, before that to get up to speed. I actually got Tom Glavin's number from him recently because I wanted to reach out to Glavin, uh, who I one of the first stories. So, again, just hit me hard. It just hit me hard yesterday. Um, you know, those guys were both young and, um, and then I didn't even see this one, Pat Fillion. I don't, you, I'm sure you kind of know who he is. Maybe you don't, but he was a long time assistant. He was at Vermont. Um, I think he was a D2 head coach in AD. He he passed away like last Thursday and I missed it. And somebody texted that to me this morning. And, uh, you know, I just hope coaches take care of themselves. I I think that's kind of the biggest thing right now. People take care of themselves in this climate because everybody's still working sometimes like they were working before instead of slowing down a little bit. And especially coaches and, and people that are out in the road, you know, you, you don't have to work at the same pace, take care of yourself. That's the most important thing. But again, um, both Lou Hill, um, obviously Pedro Gomez, Pat Philian, just, I don't know. It's just, it's just tough right now. Yep. It's the, uh, <sighs> the air that we're living in. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's just, I don't know. One day like that. And again Pedro was just and Lou Hill such a good guy, such a good human being. Had a ton of coaches reach out. So, anyway, um we'll move on to today's uh, slate, but it's kind of like with a heavy heart and and again, I wasn't super super close to those guys, but it just it hits you. It hits you. I'm not there quite their age, but I'm I'm not that far off either. And um you know, I made the decision really not to travel to games this year. And uh, but these coaches, man, they they're they're doing the same thing they always do, and, and they have more stress on them right now because they're they're worrying about the kids, and they're probably not worrying about themselves as much as they should.
1: Yep. All right. Well, um, let's move forward. We can we can move forward, and um, we had a couple of interesting games tonight. Uh, we have Miami at North Carolina. We have Ohio State putting their uh, potential number one seed on the line by going to Maryland. We have Oklahoma State and Cade Cunningham paying a visit to Bill Self in Kansas. But I think the most interesting game of the night is Gonzaga traveling to BYU uh, to take on the Cougars, favored by 11.5, according to our friends over at Bet Rivers. They sponsor this podcast. They sponsor the Field of 68 Media Network. Uh, The total there is 156, and this is probably the last time that we're going to see Gonzaga having a real chance – to lose a basketball game uh, before we get to the NCAA tournament. So, Jeffrey, how
2: are you feeling about this? Uh, yeah, I would I would agree with you there. I, I think this is probably. I mean, you look at the the remaining games now. Again, you never know with Mark Few; he could put together a a non conference game here. Uh, I don't know when they do it. I assume they have a little bit of time. Maybe do they have it? Maybe they don't have any. Looking at it, they play Monday and Thursday and Saturday. Then they have a little bit of a break before next Thursday. They could probably throw in a game on, like, Monday, uh, a, a week from uh, today if they wanted to. I don't know if they will or not, but I talked to a few the other day about it. And, actually, I should write something about it. He said, he's like, listen, because he wanted to play Houston, right? He wanted to play Villanova. And, and basically, he said to me, I said, you could easily just protect your, your, your undefeated season. Why aren't you doing that? He's like, I don't know. Like, this is for the kids. Like, they want to play people. Why am I not going to play people? If, if they had told them, we don't want to play these guys and we want to protect our undefeated season, it, it would be different. But Mark feels like, who cares? You know, like, who? and, and my guess is too, I, I wonder if in the back of his mind at all, he thinks like, okay, if we played a really good team and we lost, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to get their attention. Not that you need it necessarily with all these guys, but like maybe with a freshman like Jalen Suggs, he might be thinking they're better than they are, right? And they're, they're they're flipping the switch switch in, in the WCC. They've been doing that certainly, pretty much for the last few weeks when they wanted to, but but now yeah at BYU, listen it's it's the most difficult team they're going to play uh, left and and again at BYU it's not going to be the same. I don't know if you've ever been there, but man when they're I was there for the Jimmer for that game uh, Jimmer for that uh, Kawhi game. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! You talk about an environment. Like, that's, to me, that's a top three all-time environment for me. And, and I've been to Duke, you know, 50 times. I've been to Kansas 25 times. Like, I've been to Gonzaga, you know, for St. Mary's. Like, I, that was elite level. So, like, BYU, especially if they had – I don't know what they have if they have fans. They probably do have maybe some fans uh, there tonight. But if they were full and, and Gonzaga's coming in, number one, undefeated, how crazy you think those fans would come out tonight.
1: Yeah, it would be insane. It would be absolutely insane. Um, so I still like uh BYU in the first half here. Um
2: yeah, well why thing, wouldn't you, right?
1: That's a good move. One thing that we've seen over and over and over again is that coming out with these slow starts. And um I, I don't I don't necessarily know what the reason is. Part of it might be because uh they are I don't want to say that they're bored. That's probably a little bit too strong, but when you know you are significantly better than the teams that you're playing against, it's it's tough to get motivated. Yep. Whereas this is the Super Bowl for everybody that they're playing, right? Yeah. So um, I would I would not be surprised to see uh, BYU come out hot and, and Gonzaga come out slow again. Um, I don't know if I like BYU's uh, for the full game, just because Gonzaga can run it up on anybody.
2: And they I don't, him, by the way, two years ago they did they beat him by thirteen. And that was again. Barcelo did play. Now, totally new BYU team. Kispert played. Ayayi played. Timmy, Timmy, last year. Timmy well, played. I mean, this 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 is the thing. Is like every year, it feels like we
1: have this conversation where it's like, oh, is this going to be the year where Gonzaga has a chance to go undefeated? Are they going to make it to the final four? Blah, blah 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 blah. And it feels like three of like the last four or five years. BYU's knocked off Gonzaga at some point. I think a couple of times it was like towards the end of the regular season and BYU won at Gonzaga. so yep. we'll see
2: I like it yeah, I mean they got here's Gonzaga's schedule coming up at BYU at Santa Clara at San, San Francisco. then they get St. Mary's and San Diego at home. Who knows if San Diego will even be playing by then? Uh, Santa Clara's on a pause right now um so again, you know I've I've heard from some guys lately that they are now able to schedule non-conference games, you know, at this point. It's like they have, you know, if if you got a gap, just go get a non-conference game. Uh, Feuds always have that ability because he runs the WCC. Uh, But, you know, we'll we'll see what happens here if he does try to schedule another really good non-conference game or he just says, you know, again, the hard part is he'll do it. He's got to find the team that will play, play him and that will fit in and their league has to okay it. That's the big thing, Rob. Is their league has to okay it, and a lot of the leagues are saying no, no, no. Like we're not letting you play. Like Villanova, obviously, that was a different deal. It was well, Jay Wright felt bad because they had gone on this 27 day pause that had completely screwed up the league, so he didn't want to screw up the league again. So they they agreed to play Georgetown, which was actually a pretty good game this past weekend.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, by the way, I got both of those games right yesterday. Georgetown, wow. in the Indiana money line. Um I didn't I said it on the stream and then I completely spaced on actually putting it into Bet BetSports. So it didn't <laughs> I got the bets in and I made the money, but it doesn't make me look any better on the uh the Bet yeah. app. So um, but of course I gave it all away on the Super Bowl betting overs because I listened to Gary Parish. Um, what was the
2: final? I didn't even see how, what, what was the over? I didn't do the over. It was, was it?
1: uh the, it was the final was thirty one to nine and the total was fifty six. Right.
2: so um, it wasn't even close.
1: Yeah. It is what it is. Um Thanks, man. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm on um, I'm on Gonzaga. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm on BYU in the first half of the Gonzaga game. Yeah. Uh, you'd like anything else? I would do. I,
2: I did that in the last game. Remember, Portland mm-hmm. uh, took the lead, and that's when I took Gonzaga. They, Gonzaga was down five, um, and I got them at, at given five and a half. Yeah, Joe, you're right. The nice late cover by Cal, and I forgot to do it like an idiot like an absolute idiot <laughs> um I've just it, it's got to be a new week I got to turn the page last week was not pretty so um so yeah do you like, do you like, Miami? go ahead go, go ahead Rob
1: well I, I was just gonna say do you like anything else today I like um I like Oklahoma State in the points uh I, I'm I mean Cade Cunningham played about as bad as he can possibly play against Texas I, I don't think he's gonna do the same thing um against Kansas on the road and Foggy down the fieldhouse uh, I expect him to to show up um and then I also like Ohio State and Maryland. You know, I, I think that Ohio State actually matches up well with Maryland, where where Maryland gets their advantages. They're just so switchable. Yep. And That's um, true. and like Ohio State can play into that. They they have they're just as versatile. And I think that they're just the, the it's the they're they're a better basketball team as a result. So, um, well, yeah. By, I like
2: oh, by the way, a tease here for the Chris Holtman podcast later today. You can do the honors if you'd like because I conducted the interview. Oh, you just you, you gotta hear
1: the stories that, that couldn't have get, got out of Chris Holtman. They're unbelievable. And you have to, like you just have to you have to hear it. It's right.
2: Elite level.
1: It, I let's put it like this. I cannot believe you got him to talk about this stuff on the record publicly, on a stream that thousands and thousands of people are going to end up watching so
2: <laughs> it was hey give him credit man
1: good for you but also good for yeah. him for just way being yeah being be, like <laughs> i don't know if i would talk to someone
2: i'm with you but, i'm with you uh good for him um all right did so you see my ball spot by the way could huh? you see it did you watch it or did you listen to it i listened to okay. it I, I didn't see it so well I, right. well I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to give no, away. I'm not somebody. giving it away. I'm just. I don't want to give I, away too much. You saw my bald spot or not?
1: I well, I've I, I've seen your bald spot. Like I don't need to <laughs> like knock on the stream oh, to know yeah. you, have you and I haven't
2: spot. seen each other in about a year in person. So you haven't seen. You know, it's getting bald. worse.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh, All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Ohio State, according to Bet Rivers, is the line is down to three and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. I will. I will take Ohio State there. Um, Oklahoma State still getting five on Bet Rivers. Um, and what do, you, what do you think about Minnesota? Minnesota at home, Lane yeah, 11. I mean,
2: you know how I like Minnesota at home generally. in Nebraska is horrible, right?
1: But they if played it, Michigan State tough. No, they did not play Michigan State tough. Michigan State is just as bad. Like the <laughs> problem, the problem, I watched that entire game, Jeff. That was the worst basketball game I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it, was, wow. it was horrific. It was He's horrific. Michigan State. Dane Fife is not going to like this slander. Hey, it's not slander. If if Fife thinks what Michigan State did on that night was good basketball, then like then then David Fife really needs to readjust like what his expectations are for a basketball coach because that was that was horrific.
2: What's the line? 11. 11, 11 yeah. I'll take Minnesota there.
1: I'll I like Minnesota there.
2: All right, so I'm with you on Minnesota. Uh, I'm with you on your Gonzaga, uh, BYU first half, and then wait it out and, and grab Gonzaga when the you know when the game's like tied at like 22 or something. Yeah,
1: like. just grab a Gonzaga live line. I think
2: that's the play. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I'm so torn on Kansas. I keep going with them and I keep losing. And the moment I'm going to go against them, you know, I'm going to lose. You know they're going to play a great game tonight and they're going to win by like 7 or 8 against Oklahoma State if I go against them. Mhm. So what do I do? Nothing?
1: Um, I think that you should take Oklahoma State like a like savvy better. I think that you should take Oklahoma State. Um, the one uh, of the things that I do want to mention is I like Miami plus 10 at North Carolina. Um, there's a couple reasons for it, but the biggest one is that uh North Carolina plays with the two bigs, obviously um Miami is going to try to space the floor Miami's always going to play tough they're going to put people on the ball screens and this is like the quintessential letdown spot for North Carolina they just had like they played their Super Bowl on Saturday night and they
2: I don't know if it's a letdown Rob. Rob I don't know I think they could get confidence from that one I think they could get swagger and, and honestly you know, what, I'm, what I'm saying is like you you
1: get all jacked up for this game you like that that's probably what they were Talking about all week, is like we got the yeah. Duke game, we got the Duke yes. game. We're going to camera. We got the Duke game, and then two days later, you turn around, you got to play Miami, and it's just kind of like you're not going to be as fired up for it. So you combine well, that with that they're getting healthy, yeah. and the, the biggest thing is like I just love the matchup here because Miami's going to put them in ball screen after ball screen after ball screen after ball screen, and I think that there's like that's that's kind of how you beat North Carolina in my mind. Um It's not We're still in they're still so
2: thin up front. That, yeah, my look, concern is that. But, like, Miami, th- that's
1: what we've been all season long. And Miami just keeps on playing No, stuff.
2: no. They, they got bla- – remember that stretch where they lost to Florida State by 100. They, they lost to, to Syracuse by 150. Like, there were a couple games there they got blown, blown. But, yeah, so the last week or two – they got, they got what, Jeff? Blown out, blown out by, <laughs> by Syracuse. Absolutely crushed. Uh-huh. No, they seriously. I mean, I just don't know with this Miami team. I just don't know if 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 you can count on them. So I'm staying away from that game. I I just I don't love it. I don't love it at all.
1: All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, are we gonna fade Mississippi Valley State and SIU Edwardsville again? We're we getting back on that bandwagon.
2: Yeah, we're what definitely point? we're going Eastern Kentucky, given the nine. Remember, we're going heavy again. It's not like Eastern Kentucky has been idle, okay? They played last Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, okay? So their legs probably aren't great either, up. But SIU Edwardsville played Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So this is their fifth game in seven days. Fifth game in seven days. Um, you know, it's Eastern Kentucky's fourth game in six days, right? Six days. So, listen, neither will be great. But, yeah, Eastern Kentucky has been really good this year, too. Um, AW has done a really good job uh, with that team and with that program. So I'm I'm going there. Yeah, I'm I'm going Alabama State. Given the 19 against Lindsey Hunter last time, Lindsey honestly came out strong and and, and took me down. Took me down in that one. But I'm going uh, Alabama State. I'm going Mercer. Sanford's coming off a two week pause, and the way they play, they love to get up and down with Bucky McMillan, their new head coach. I think they're going to run out of gas in that one. Um, so I like Mercer there. Uh, what else do I like? I'm staying away from that Kansas game for now. And I am i don't have a great feeling Ohio State, Maryland, either. Um, I'm going to go with a couple other smaller ones. I'm going to go Quinnipiac again. They beat the crap out of Fairfield the other day. Um, rematch, and uh, they're given three and a half. So I like that one again. I, I know generally we don't love those situations, but I just think they're the better team. And I, I I like UNCG Furman. I don't know where to go with this one. I, I love it. it was supposed to be those two teams were gonna be like mid major, like like maybe at large teams, and neither have done the job this year. UNCG really came out slow. The game's at Furman. I don't know. You have a feel for that one? Nothing. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. All right. What about Colorado at home? They didn't cover the last one against Arizona. My favorite I want to. I want
1: to. I want a definitive word on um, on the health of Evan Batty before I do anything on that.
2: I don't think it was serious, but I'll find that out. I'm gonna wait on. Yeah, the I road. don't think it. I don't
1: think it was serious either. But I, I want to. I'm gonna stay away from that until I I know for sure what's going on with him. All right, so uh, so what do you got? I so I, I got I got six tonight. Um, okay. I'm gonna go. Ohio State, minus three. All of these odds are courtesy of our friends over at Bett Rivers. Uh, Ohio State, minus three and a half at Maryland. Oklahoma, plus five and a half at Kansas. BYU, first half, plus six and a half. And then I'm going to try to get a live line on Gonzaga, if that kind of plays out the way I expect it to. Uh, Minnesota, minus 11 at at home against Nebraska. And then Miami, plus 10 at North Carolina.
2: All right, so I'm going to go with you on the BYU first half for sure. I'm going to go with you on Minnesota. Tempted. I'm going to go with you in Oklahoma State. I'm going to go with you on Oklahoma State. Five and a half is a good amount of points. I kind of like that. Uh, and then I'm going to go uh, Eastern Kentucky. You are too. You're going Eastern Kentucky. Um, no, I'm, I'm 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 staying away from that one. All right, you're not going Eastern Kentucky. I'm going Eastern Kentucky. I'm going Mercer. I'm going Alabama State, and I'm going the Piac corner Piac, and uh, that gives me uh, seven. So the man Piac. No, no, no one calls it the Piac. I'm calling him the peak.
1: <laughs> you're having yourself a day today, Goodman. You are having yourself a day. I gotta go out
2: and finish shoveling again. It's like a daily occurrence now.
1: Yeah, we got uh we got a good six inches yesterday during the what time week. you
2: putting out for people that are still listening. What time are you putting out the Chris Holtman pod? Ten AM. Ten a.m. ten a.m. I'm telling you people. leaving off at ten A.M. To you're gonna wanna listen to this. This is yep. uh, and always uh, make sure that
1: if you are, hey, there it is. There's the ding. There it took a while, but we finally got it. Um, make sure that you are following us on the BetSperts app. Uh, it's it's the easiest way to be able to track what we're betting and what we're putting in. Um, so make sure you 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 find the BetSperts app. You follow us on BetSperts. That's the uh, like I said, the easiest way to be able to track all of this stuff. And uh, whenever Jeff gets info on players that are going to be uh, in or out that he can't necessarily break the best way to get that info is if he puts in a random bet at like three thirty on a Monday afternoon, uh, you probably have a pretty good guess that he got something that led him to that point. So uh, make sure that you follow us um, on there. My name is Rob Doster on that uh, on, on that app and he is at Goodman.